from the visionary minds of the guys who brought you the hit series, Reboot, comes movies we were way too young to see. A podcast series that is exactly what it sounds like. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Movies We Were Way Too Young to See, a look at some of the most influential films we grew up watching, regardless of parental approval. I am your co-host, Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the mouth. Welcome back, everybody. Whoa, hold on to your horses. We're speeding. Whoa, what's going on? Hey, mouth, how are you? Speeding, bro. Yeah. <laughs> About to get on this ride. This would have oh, been. Yo, yo, it. starting us off with a major side quest. This would have made an epic roller coaster. Oh, yeah. If someone made a franchise. Yeah, oh, you get yeah. on a bus like this. You had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Could have rebooted yeah. this a ride. That would have been dope. That would have been better than the actual sequel. <laughs> Little shots fired there. We didn't mean no harm, Jason Patrick. All right, all right, all right, all right. What up, Mal? How are you? How are you, listeners? How are you, audience? It's good to be back. One year. Of the COVID anniversary, everybody. We just want to take a little time to reflect. This time last year, we weren't doing shit. (laughs) Thank you, guys. We appreciate all the listeners. We're trying to get better. Trying to do something with this, and we appreciate everyone going on for the ride. Thank you very much. Malv, anything you want to say? Same thing, guys. Thank you. Just, you know, keep subscribing, like it, share it with everybody. And like Mowgli said, at this time last year... We weren't doing anything, you know, at least hopefully now we're entertaining a few of you and we want to entertain more. I'm going to speak it into existence. Cool? Oh, yeah. Sound cool? Okay, well, without further ado, it's time to get into the movie we were way too young to see for the week, yeah? I can't wait, bro. <laughs> I know the you can't. can't we're, see we're, we're, I have a huge he's smile. He's fucking smiling. We're like, already talking about yeah. the movie. <laughs> yeah. So this is a super exciting one we've, uh, we've had in the back burner for a little bit. One that, you know, after extensive therapy sessions, this is the root cause of my phobia of elevators. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe you with that, yeah. We're talking about the 1994 epic action thriller, Speed. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? It wouldn't be movies we were way too young to see if we didn't reveal the age in which we first saw this movie. So, Malv, go ahead and do the honors. How old were you when you first saw this? It had to be released by five years old, six years old, but by eight years old, I did some research because I remember the DVD that we had. It was just a big face of Keanu. And just, like, the bus coming towards you on fire. But it, it looks bootleg as fuck. Like, it's super bootleg. That's why I looked it up, and it was like, that was released in 1998, and I know we got that, like, right when it came out. And that's that's it for me. It was, it was just one, one of those movies that— So you saw it on DVD then? Yeah. Okay, cool. For sure. But it was a TV movie that I did watch, but— Memories are from the DVD. For me, I'm going to say the memories are from the VHS because I didn't have the DVD. I had the VHS. So probably 96. I was no more than six years old when I first saw this movie, and it was very impressionable. Uh, I saw it at my house. Someone had rented it, and we were all watching it, and you know, I stayed in the room. I stayed in the living room, and I shouldn't have. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> he was like, what? Or, or I should have. No, I think you should have. I'm, g- like, I'm glad I made that decision. Right? right? You get so much wit, so much action, just so much energy from that movie. Yeah. And a podcast 30 years later <laughs> or 20-something years later. Before we even get into the blog line, we should just go ahead and, and discuss the cast and how, like, Classic. the 90s. Yeah. This is starring Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock, Dennis Hopper, 
Jeff Daniels. I don't know, Lloyd. The French are assholes. Joe Morton, if you're unfamiliar with that gentleman, he plays the Lieutenant McMahon. He was also Miles Dyson in the Terminator franchise. I don't know how much longer I I can hold this. Another side quest right there. The dude who's like, fall back, everybody fall back. That's Dean Norris. That is Uncle oh. Hank from Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. I, I so they've been putting that. in work for that. decades yeah. before that, dude. Alan Ruck, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He is the annoying bus patron. I honestly, that, until we were talking about it earlier, I was like, I know this fucking face. You yes. know, another one, but yeah, another classic. That's him. And we have another, uh, I know this face in here, out of uh, the woman. What's her name? Oh, yes, Helen. You're talking about Helen, Helen right? Helen, yeah. Beth Grant. Her name is Beth Grant. Shout she, out, legend. <laughs> she was in... MIB, one Malcolm of in the Middle, He's Donnie Darko. Screen legend. Screen legend. <laughs> She's a speed legend. Yeah, that's the cast. The oh, director, yeah. gentleman named Jan de Bont. I'm also going to give a shout out to the music composer because the music in this was sick. It gave oh, me... It's my favorite. I thought, you know, the way this was directed, like it felt like James Cameron could have directed this movie. Rewatching it. Oh, yeah, no, it the was pacing's sick. too good. Super good pacing, and I bring up the music because it was very Brad Fidel-like vibes for me, at least. I love it. Mark Mancina, so shout-out to Mark. The writer, gentleman named Graham Yost. Pop quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. Pop quiz, hot Pop shot. Quiz, <laughs> what do you got? What do you got, Mal? Uh, who who did some redrafting, rewrites on this, and uh, was really influential in the movie we see now? So who, who behind the scenes? Behind, behind the scenes, who's, uncredited, who's an uncredited writer on Speed? Shit, I don't know. Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon? Yeah. Wow, look at that. I know we're not supposed to talk about him anymore, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. just give him a shout out. Just for give him like a credit. Because right, right, right. it's a good movie. We have to say who helped write it. Well, yes, that's interesting. I didn't know Josh Whedon was a part of this. I did know someone else who was a part of this, and that was my sound design professor when mm. I was in school. He actually won the 1995 Oscar. The Oscar goes to. His name is Stephen Flick. He traumatized me as a child, but <laughs> meeting him in person, he was such a nice guy, right? <laughs> Isn't that funny how, like, the worst dude ever who, like, scared you, like, yeah. literally for at least 10 years? He no, was... because in that first scene, too, where I'm assuming you got your phobias, like, you hear the metal. Yeah, you just hear all that yeah. stuff. So he was responsible for that, assembling that. You know, I finally faced my fears and... <laughs> got in an elevator? I got in an elevator with him. Yes, I did. <laughs> but... Unintentionally, yes. And it turned out okay. We gonna be all right. <laughs> Shout out, Kendrick. Like <laughs> All right, let's get to the log line. A young police officer must prevent a bomb exploding aboard a city bus by keeping its speed above 50 miles per hour. Whoa. Whoa, what the fuck? Explosions, high speeds, pure adrenaline. Yeah, if I heard that log line as a studio exec, I'd be like, this sounds interesting. Exactly. <laughs> and this also released, we had talked about... This movie was released in 1994, June 10th, 1994. Box office-wise, worldwide, worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> this, this generated $350.4 million. God, bro. So, yes. That's this, so much. As a result, this spawned a sequel. We had mentioned Fucking it a little bit horrible. briefly. Don't watch it, guys. Speed 2, Cruise do, Control. Don't it's, it's, watch it's now it. Speed Set in the Ocean. And, uh, you know, it wasn't Keanu Reeves. I think they were a little bit... He didn't want to do it. He knew it was trash. But Sandra came back for that money. For that bread. Yeah. She did. You got Willem Dafoe. He was on there. We got Jason Patrick. I just remember there was like a little deaf girl relationship. Do you remember that? She was oh, like, yeah. That was somebody's daughter in that she movie. She was in love with Jason Patrick. I was like, why are they exploring this relationship? <laughs> <laughs> it's girl's 12. She's in love with Jason Patrick. 
Like, don't do this. Because he's just as dreamy as Keanu. He ain't lying. Oh, I think that's time to switch gears right there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. A- after the opening credits, Dennis Hopper literally stabs a guy in the neck with a screwdriver. Oh. Four minutes and 13 seconds into this movie. So in case the MPAA was wondering how long it would take to, to give it an R rating, uh, four minutes and 13 seconds. No, it's so funny it that you bring up, because that was my notes right there. I just wrote a quick and simple villain reveal. Hopper just stabbing the security guard. That's all you need to know about this character. It's like, who is? like? I love it. I know, love it. And This was crazy. He's the perfect dude for it. Mm-hmm. Ex-cop, ex-bomb squad cop. He got fired. His name is Howard Payne. And he's basically taking out all of his aggression and how poorly Atlanta PD treated him. And he's setting up all these bombs to yeah. take out the man. Three po- what is it? 3.7 million. That's what he's asking for. Yeah, hot like shot. It. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of pop quizzes for you, Malv. Right. So, yeah, I, I, my fear would develop as soon as the elevator's closed. And that shot of the elevator free-flying when the first explosion oh, yeah, goes yeah. off. <laughs> I remember the anxiety I felt when I first watched that scene. Uh, and it was just terrifying. I was like, oh my God, no! Yeah, that shit was fucking crazy. Even rewatching it now. And then, like, the second blast. Shot, though. No, no, it is. It is. The, the scene's in there. But I get where people were like, there's a lot of criticism for, you know, pre this movie coming out because it was a lot of com- uh, comparisons to Die Hard. And you could totally see that with but this. Talk about the director. You had mentioned something oh, yeah, off, yeah, yeah. off the air. So uh, the director say his name because I'm horrible at pronouncing names. And it's Jan Debont. Yeah, so he was a cameraman on uh, Die Hard, you know, so he talked a lot. And I forget which other action movie he did. I think he did another, like, lesser-known Paul Verhoeven film. Yeah, you know, so, like, he just got it from there. And you could see that this is a guy who knows how to move, you know, because the action, it's a, I was talking about it off air. It's like Mad Max, if anybody's seen the most recent Fury Road, you know, like, the tension building and just the energy, it keeps going forward. Like you said, James Cameron could have made this because, like, yeah. the movie doesn't stop. It doesn't really stop. No, literally and figuratively, both of those. Because mm-hmm. Mad Max is on that truck, running yep. truck, moving. The same with speed. It's literally cannot stop because of the bus. It's a great analogy. Very nice. Dennis Hopper stabs a dude. He's just that perfect villain. I see a lot of blue velvet in this. Yeah, yeah. And same. Just he like was copping that, that too. Freaking psychopath. That, that He scared me back then, too, like as oh, young as no, I was. Yeah, no, I was like, whoa, was this guy is just bizarre. And later on, as I started to get into film, I was like, oh, it's that dude from Speed. I know, and he's just he's just so good. Like he's not campy, but he is a little bit like out there. He's Fucking funny. Psycho. Yeah, yeah, psycho. He's funny. Such a good villain. Yeah, too good of a villain. Like I wish he would have just stopped here with like his villain roles, because I think this is like peak. Like this Hopper. is you think this is Dennis Hopper's greatest villain role? Yeah, I think so. Wow, I just think that's it's a hot too take. Good, you know? I like it. It's though. just too good, and especially I was gonna say this about the pacing because more than blue velvet, Heineken, <laughs> Paps, Blue Ribbon. Yeah. yeah, well, I think yeah, way more than blue velvet. A different lane for me. I love this lane that he's in in this film. But um, what you're talking about the tension in the elevator scene, this whole movie is like that. But I felt like it's naturally like that because people have already these, you know, fears. Uh, irrational or irrational where you're saying like there's like a claustrophobia like what's the worst that could happen in here and it happens yeah you know same with like the bus like what's the worst thing that could happen if you're on a bus it gets taken over (laughs) you know you're just like what the fuck for me i felt like i know people have an insane fear or kind of like a a fear of airplane and flyings this is what elevators Mm -hmm. were to me in my mind, the probability of an elevator because I interacted with it more was greater than the airplane. So this is what literally scared me. No, and it's crazy too because this whole elevator scene is like the first act. It's like it lasts like for twenty minutes, almost yeah, 20, yeah. 25 minutes. It's you sick, know, dude. 
And it's just like it sets the tone. It sets, yeah, because you're on your feet. You know, like as an audience member, you're already on the edge. Fuck yeah. <laughs> And that's all you can say throughout the whole thing, really. You're yeah. just like, oh, fuck, you know, because it's just the pacing, you know, like, uh, it just keeps going. There was, like, uh, that one lady, she was so scared to get oh, out. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, as a kid, I was so mad. I was like, get off the fucking <laughs> elevator, you dumbass! That's like, what I did when lady, I watched it. You're yeah. like, stupid bitch, hurry up, get out! Or, like, yeah. just put a beat there. But, like, no, like, even there, it was like, and that, at least that was scary to me. It didn't give me any harm, but because while the... Everybody was escaping. Yeah. Like the elevator would move up and down. So you got that tension yeah. and scared of like somebody's going to get chopped in half. You know, that was Stephen <laughs> Flick. That was yeah, my coach. Yeah. I mean, that was my professor, dude. And that's what you're waiting for. You're waiting for somebody or you're you don't want it to see it. But you're like, somebody is going to get, you know, smashed. Once it does the switch up to like the main story of, you know, going on the bus. That's when, like you said, it or like why I brought up it, like it turns into that Mad Max movie. You can't stop. You know, the the story is literally you can't stop this bus or the movie in. And that's why the stunts on this were good, too. We didn't even, like, you know, highlight that. That's, like, a big part of action movie. Keanu, did he do his stunts? Oh, yeah, he did. He did a lot of them in this one. Whoa. <laughs> I like practice, bro. So what was Keanu in? What was this for Keanu? We had mentioned this a little bit. Is this kind of like uh, he's already been established. Mm -hmm. He's already had Point Break had already been out. He'd already had My Own Private Idaho, right? Yeah. So... He had been a pretty like household name, or was yeah, he just pretty getting well there? known? I would say. What, I, well, I say he was pretty well known. Like this is what this like is tenth film in, you know. So like but this took him to another level, though. Oh I would, yeah, I would say this took him to superstar. Like uh, part one. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, the end of the first phase. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah. up phase one. And uh, okay, let's just talk about that then. Let's talk about the actual main meat and potatoes, the bomb on the mm. bus. So much happens into there. It starts off in Santa Monica. Very familiar with that area. Side quest. The bus you want to take or the bus that ends up kind of in that LAX, El Segundo area is probably the big blue bus number three. I know because I used to take it. Where, <laughs> are my, where are my Santa Monica Corsair alumni? <laughs> We're everywhere. Okay. The big blue bus, we ride for free. <laughs> ASB card. Yeah. You know, like, and, and that's a really cool yeah. location because that I think that's on Rose and Maine because that – ballerina clown that that little icon is still there and i remember seeing it in the 90s i was like oh i know where that is and it's just cool because i still interact a lot with that area lax area yeah, yeah you yeah. know the 105 you can see the hawthorne boulevard and prairie avenue exit so it's like oh all these spots are kind of around where, where i grew know, up yeah. yeah where we know so it's like yeah that's why it holds a little bit more special meaning too it's like oh well, it's all local well same for me i'll bring it more towards the end because it's more of like the end action scene of like how it relates to me because we grew up in la the film takes place in la and there's like all these landmarks, we've been there, you know? Yep. We've just been there, like, just out of, like, random days, you know? It wasn't nothing important Part of living here. Yeah, just part of being here. You pass all these places. So, yeah, 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 that's that. And then Dennis Hopper, he's back. He's alive. Pop quiz, hot shot. Pop quiz, hot shot. After you shoot Jeff Daniels, I'm still alive. Remember <laughs> oh, yeah. he shoots him? He yeah. shoots Harry? Shoots him in the leg, right? Yeah, shoots him in the leg. He calls Keanu Reeves, and then what else? He's like, all right, you need to find the other bus. You yeah, need me $3.7 million now, and you have by 11 a.m. It's like 8 a.m., so he's like three hours, like real time. Yeah, movie you know, time. Movie time, movie time, three hours. Kind of almost on the uh, nose there, but yeah, uh, Dennis Hopper tells him, like, he's like, where is it? If this is a game, you have to tell me, you know, the first starting part. It's like, well, there's a bomb on a bus. And he's like, what bus? What bus? Like, I'll give you a hint. What? And he tells him, right? 25, 25. Yep. You know? Oh, wait. Pop quiz, hot shot. What's up? Do you know why it's 25-25? 
The no. significance? No. If you add them, bro, it's 50. It's the movie. Oh, and you can't go below 50. Yeah. It's a little title right there. It's just beautiful writing, bro, that in-reference writing, you know, I those love when Easter they do eggs. That. I love those Easter eggs. Wow, that's nice. I didn't know that. The more you know. So, yeah, he gets on the bus. We have a little cool cameo for those of you who've seen Blood In, Blood oh, Out. fuck. We got Popeye. <laughs> you white bitch, give me some chon He plays Ortiz in this one. No, you mean Gigantor. Gigantor, <laughs> exactly. Gigantor. Yeah, you got that, dude. Mm. So the, I, I recognize that. I knew him first through speed, and then I saw Blood and Blood yeah, later. You had to like, remind oh, yeah. me. I totally forgot he was a, what is it, chinchon? Yeah. Give me some, give me some chon chon or some something chon- like that. Yeah, some chinchon. <laughs> Fucking love Blood and Blood Out. We got to do Blood and Blood Out. Oh, it's just that's such a long epic movie. movie. It's such a long movie, we'll though. We'll do it for our audience if they want us to. We'll watch the director's cut. Let us know. Shit. It's all a right. four-hour one. Just let like us know. Movie. Let us know. All right, all right. Well, the meat and potatoes, guys, like, this is it. This will be it. This is it. And when I say this is it, it really means this is it. This is where speed really takes off, and this is the, the whole chunk of the movie. This is where we have to keep the bus above 50, and... It's a movie, guys, so there's going to be so many obstacles where you're just on the edge of your seat where you're like, oh, my God, it is going to— The bus driver gets shot. Mm -hmm. They have to unload him. Sandra Bullock's character, very charming. She was so funny. And you know what was so funny, too, when she gets on the bus and she just politely tries to reject Cameron? He's like, oh, Oh, there's gum gum? in my seat. You know that was improvised? I was like, wow, talented Sandra Bullock. Just too good. Yeah, I know. That was a perfect scene, too. Like, I was like, oh, man, that was a witty writing, you know, like some really good writing. Such a charmer. No, but that that whole like that whole meat of it too. It's like every problem comes up. That that you said, uh, the bus driver dies. Uh, we'll shot. Get shot. Uh, Sandra has to take over. One of my favorites is uh, the when they get onto the streets when they finally have to get off of the freeway, and you see like the classic uh, carriage carriage. You know, like the lady. There's a lady finishing a conversation with another lady, and she has her carriage. You don't see what's inside the carriage, but like again. The bus can't go below 50, guys. So you speeding <laughs> yeah. on the regular street. Yeah. And like, yeah, I remember because you hit the carriage and everyone's like, oh, my, oh my God, God, a yeah. baby's dead. It's just, yeah, a, bunch of, it's just a crackhead with some cans. Yeah, it's just the fucking bum with their fucking cans in the carriage. Oh, she shit. had a nice carriage out of no reason. That's the only kind of movie magic I hate when it was just like a 1950s uh, carriage. Very Rosemary's Babies-esque. Yeah, straight yeah. up, you know. And then right after that, like after they dodge that, there's a group of kids that come out of nowhere. I know, you know right? Like, you should be in school. You know, but it's stuff like that that's like just fucking ingenious of the writers. You know, like you have to keep your us, the audience, you know, glued to it. You know, like he can't have it like just the can scene happens and then maybe 20 minutes later, like, uh, you know, kid scene happens. No, like it Everything tries to bring you into it. Another. Yeah, you know, because you have to kind of give like – just, uh, you know, suspend your belief in all this because this is just an absurd-ass story. Absurd, absurd. You know, it's just fucking crazy. You, you know, know what would be absurd, even more absurd, too? Because we're getting the perspective of Keanu Reeves' character dealing with this. I always thought it would be funny if we see this movie through another perspective of a bus passenger. Uh, who, and Gigantor? That's going to be, oh, Gigantor <laughs> would be funny. But, no, we're going to go with Cameron from Ferris Bueller. The Yokel. The yokel. Just the yokel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I thought it would be super funny if we did him. So it was kind of like a little mini reboot. Like what if uh, this bus aspect was such a smaller part of his story and like he's carrying that, that briefcase or whatever. Like what if he's oh, yeah, stoned on cocaine? Like there's a bunch of blow in there. That'd be dope. And this whole time he's like super stoned on fucking cocaine and like, yeah, it would be super silly. He's on a massive crazy LA trip. Uh-huh. So it's, it, you know. Looking at it through a different perspective, you, you got Gigantor, you got the nice Asian lady there. Yeah, she trips me out. So uh, yeah, you just look at it through that perspective. All right, or, so quest over. <laughs> 
But no, no, no. But I just want to talk about this sequence because it gives an iconic one. It's where the bus, they're all, they finally get on the freeway, the 105. But one thing that they didn't take into account or one thing that they did but not understand was that maps could get made before structures are made. Damn you, Thomas God. <laughs> right? Google Maps would never. Right? So, like, they're on the 105, and they think that are scot-free. He's like, yo, just keep going on to 50 miles until we figure out how to disarm this bomb. But little do they know, there's a 50-foot gap right in the middle of their pathway, and they have to figure out what the hell they're going to do. I didn't notice that either. 50 miles per hour, 25, 25, 50, 50-foot gap. Uh, wow, look at that. that into you. Yeah, 50, an important number in this franchise or this movie. No, but then the crazy thing is, like, you see the jump happen. They have to jump the freeway to keep on living, you know? This is not the end of the movie. This is, like, three-fourths of the movie. We're going into the third act, you know? And that scene was so sick, dude. Yeah, pop quiz, asshole. Pop quiz, hot shot. What's up? how they make that scene? I'm going to say miniatures. That would be, like, a smart idea. Miniatures. Like, usually you would do miniatures, yeah. but no, guys. These guys actually full-on... Force perspective? No, did a jump with they an did the actual jump. bus. Yeah, and then just played it later. And I thought that was insane because when I watched it as a child, if you guys remember, when it goes into the air, it looks like it makes this absurd straight angle. So that's why when I used to watch it as a kid, I'm like, this is completely fake. Like, I always thought, like, maybe there's a string in front of the, you know, bus that's holding it. Or maybe they, like, you know, jumped it off or maybe used computer somehow. But I rewatched uh, – I not rewatch. I watched the making of this special. Yeah. And like, no, they did that jump. They jumped it off a legit ramp. But the Dang, one thing they nice. miscalculated is it was supposed to do like, you know, the very typical straight up jump off angle where it goes kind of like in the a, weight. They didn't calculate the weight. They didn't distribution. calculate the weight being so light. So the bus actually tilted up more than yeah. it was supposed yeah. to. So even though it looks kind of fake, like, no, that was real. That was it landing, you know, from a ramp. So I just thought that was awesome, and, like, you don't get that anymore. And that's one thing I love about this movie, and, like, I would want to bring back is just the practical in, you know, in You bring up Mad Max Fury Road. I think Mad Max like, took a lot of that from this because yeah. a lot of those effects were practical as well. This is kind of but more of that old school again, approach. again, like, look at how, beautiful, how more beautiful it looks, you know, because I all over, like— No, I know. There's you know? a different way of seeing it. I, and I'm mm. saying I, that Mad Max Fury Road and this speed style, they work. They you know, work. And I just, like, why don't other people do this? Why do companies not do this anymore? Like— it can't be that too expensive, you know, to put things. Maybe they're just calculating, you know, the risk versus, you know, you already have all this digitized. We're I getting so these, good. I hate these money people, these, man. Like, no, but like you can tell the difference, right? Filmmaking That's why is about making, it not is. sitting in a computer. It is. is that what like, you're telling me? Well, look about it now. Like, we're rewatching this movie, and that's why these movies have stayed in our mind because it's shit like this. It's fucking Speak, stunts. mouth, preach. I'm not, you know, get this me is your angry. time. This, this is, is your time. This is we my, want you to get angry. <laughs> this is my what grinds my gears, but it's like, come on, honestly, this movie, the, the, the movie that uh, 20th Century hit it with 94 again with True Lies, you know, practical in stuff works. It, it, it doesn't. The story could be absurd, but if you have these real elements, it makes the story as well. You know, it becomes part of it. If and it's not just fully CGI. Yeah, you know. Okay, like I even, agree. I agree. You know, and that's why Nolan's films are great. You know, it keeps those little pieces, and, like, that's what you would want to take from this movie. It helps with the energy of the flow, but, again, you need that story. And that's why, yes. like, I love how you brought up, like, it does work with Mad Max. Imagine that with CGI. No, no, it would mm-hmm. not work. It would not be as effective. It would not be as immersive and uh, probably not as believable. Okay, cool. 
Let's move on from that. They have finally made the jump. They <laughs> successfully made the jump. They think everything is over. But no, it is not. They make it to the airport, LAX. They're circling around so the people can't see them, like the helicopters. But Dennis Hopper, the sneaky dude he is, he's been spying on him the whole time. Yeah. He has like a little video camera, like a like a store convenience camera. Radio he's just been watching days. him, right? <laughs> yeah. So Keanu Reeves, Jack, he has to figure out a way to empty the passengers without Dennis Hopper's character realizing that. So they find out that that camera works, and they just loop the footage, and then they empty everybody. Yeah, and guess what? So imagine, yeah, that was sick, dude. Yeah, dude, I love that whole the, sequence. The little purse, and it's like, oh, oh, yeah, the glitch. Just skips, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, literally, it's another glitch. It's like Matrix Neo Fuck. because he's in there too. Deja vu. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's all deja vu because he just watched oh. the same footage again. Oh my god, yeah, it looks like that. Yeah. Fucking perfect. Yeah. So then he's like, "Where's my money?" And like, "We'll get your money." So then. He finally realizes, oh, no, my plan's been foiled again. Damn you, Keanu Reeves. Well, guess what? I know the way to your heart through Sandra Bullock. Annie. Right? <laughs> so he kidnaps Annie, and then the final set piece, and then, like, this is where you have a cool oh, yeah. bunch of memories, right? This, this is, is all my, the red line. Yeah, the red line. So the final act, the big set takes place in the red line. So people who don't live in L.A. don't know. We don't have subways. Our only thing that's close to a subway is our MTA red line. We have a blue line. We have a purple line. But the funny thing is my father, he drove the MTA buses um, right at the beginning when they were RTD. So when this thing was being built, like we would go there to the Hollywood and Vine station where this ends. So that's where I also get those like feelings as well, like nostalgic feelings, especially when they're inside. Because that final scene, they're crashing that red line in that's Hollywood. It. Yeah. And that was like our favorite stop because we would always stop on Hollywood and Vine kick it on Grommand, you know, Hollywood Boulevard, even as teenagers i would go with you guys remember like oh yeah we would dude that was just, so much fun yeah you know we go just, to hooters <laughs> get the wings all, all that stuff yeah but no that's what like I, I remember that when that was being built like my dad would take me and then eventually going in there and taking it i'd be like oh man this is where you know keanu i don't even think i you know i think i still even called him keanu back then he's like oh this is where he was this is where she was tied up you know wait, wait you wanted to be Sandra? no 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 i wanted to be keanu the wrong answer hot shot <laughs> No, oh, but like shit. that end sequence, like it ends on Hollywood and Vine, like uh, you know, uh, Hopper takes over Annie Heiser, like no, you got to talk about Hopper's death. They're fighting on top oh, of the yeah. metro, so they do a Mission Impossible thing. That shit is crazy. Go, go ahead, go ahead. It was so funny. Like, literally, Keanu Reeves just—he's about to die. He's about to get choked out. He literally pushes Hopper so his head can go up a little bit, and like the there's a light. There's like a red light. Yeah. It literally decapitates Hopper. <laughs> And it comes off so clean. No, the funny thing is, like, it comes off too clean, you know? Because, like, yeah. I feel like if somebody really did get hit that, like, the whole body would go. But, like, nah, this po- <laughs> And what does he say? He says, what line he's does like, he say? He's like, I'm way smarter than you, Jack. I'm way smarter than you. And then, like, he kills him. He's like, Keanu's like, oh, yeah? Well, I'm taller. <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah. He says he's taller. I was like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's great, Keanu. So yeah. Let's uh, save Annie now. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. They do, and they do. Yeah, barely does, you know? Like, he just decides to use another, like, thing. From the same, the, like, the same. The freeway was out. Now the mm, subway's out. Mm. And the only answer he knows, go faster. Go faster. <laughs> we'll jump. It's we'll, the theme of the movie. Yeah. It's speed, man. I like this shit. Fuck, that should have been the tagline on the poster. Right. Go faster. <laughs> right. Oh, I thought the um, I thought speed. It's the theme of the movie. <laughs> You're going to have that. That's too on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Pop quiz, hot shot. Pop quiz, hot shot. How many movies are Keanu and Sandra in together? Ugh. I know this, but I don't want to know why. I don't want people to know why. Know why? This. Because the Lake House was one of your favorite movies in 2005? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them. 
Only because it was written by Kevin Smith. Shout out Kevin Smith. He wrote this, I think. So Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock have been in two movies, Speed yeah. and The Lake House. Both are in your top ten of all time. Well, it's no Forces of Nature. But. <laughs> forces of Nature with Sandra and Ben Affleck. I know, I know. I know. Gosh. Uh, she was in Gravity. I think her best role is Gravity, though. Uh, I have a... Uh, you have a blind side for uh, it. I'm going to be Practical so bad. Magic? Keep this in there. It's like, no, I got a soft one for uh, for Forces of Nature. That was probably like her best comedic role. In I that. thought you were going to say Miss Congeniality, too. Oh. Nah, that's <laughs> or, a... or Demolition Man. Hey, Demolition oh, Man was yeah, dope. Yeah, Demolition, Demolition Man was yeah, dope yeah, as fuck. She was going to Demolition. Fuck. But like, no, both these classic, like, icon- well, three iconic actors, you know, in this. Glad they didn't ruin so it. So many. So yeah. many. Also, we can talk about, we haven't talked about this, my theory. This oh, is the Jets. final <laughs> thing we were talking about. The, my Jeff Daniels theory. Okay, so his name in this movie, Jeff Daniels' character, is named Harry. Mm-hmm. This movie came out in June 94. Dumb and Dumber, his character is also named Harry. That came out December 94. So in this movie, Harry gets blown up by Dennis Hopper. What if he's never actually dead? What if he survives the explosion but he's just kind of like not the same person anymore. So in the end, they create this alter identity, another character uh, named Harry, and they put him in Rhode Island, and he stars in <laughs> he stars in Dumb and Dumber. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. So I've, I, I've always I've always like thought about that theory. It only works for Dumb and Dumber, not the prequel or Dumb and Dumber Two. Well, those aren't even canon, so it doesn't matter. It's perfect. Yeah, I, I like to think it'd be funny. It's like, whoa, he was this genius freaking bomb diffuser. Now he's like a moron. No, that'd be cool. <laughs> and dog, dog that'd be clean. funny as fuck, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I always just thought of that, and I wanted to share that with the audience. <laughs> I also loved that black dude. He's like, whoa, shit, whoa, shit. He was, oh, his car got destroyed. Like, Are you insured? <laughs> he smashed his car. <laughs> Anything else would you like to say? No, this is just, you know, a wonderful movie. If you guys are looking for two quick hours, just, uh, what is it, explosions, yeah, funny reliving. lines, beautiful, uh, fun acting, you know? like Maybe when you see these, you can think of, like, oh, yeah, they were talking about that scene, and I can see why it was so iconic. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Movies We Were Way Too Young to See. We hope you had a blast listening. We had a blast recording. Questions, comments, or anything like that, malvinmogley at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. If you listen on Apple, please rate us five stars. It would help us out tremendously. One more thing. Follow us on social media, will ya? At malv underscore n underscore mogley. All right, guys. A good one. Thank you. Remember. Remember. 50. <laughs> keep it above 50. 50. <laughs>